This is the XC Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Colt Eastwood and Mag, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox Newscast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Okay. We are. <laughs> we we are very much, Mag. Welcome to the show. I was uh, talking to Mag while the intro's going, and we're just having a good old time. <laughs> People are like, what takes you guys so long to start the show? We try to start on time, but Meg and I are always in the background like going, hey, bro, what's going on? What are you doing? And we were talking about armpit hair for about 20 uh, yeah. minutes. Colt has, yeah, Colt has a 16-inch uh, long arm uh, armpit hair that he pulled out. And, uh, yeah, so anyways, that's that's what, what that was happening behind the scenes. Like, you know how it goes. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> so hopefully everything's good. I was... Uh, um, yeah, I, I was like looking at a black screen on OBS. I'm like, oh, oh, it's time to go. But thank you guys for being here. This is episode 124. I have changed the overlay just a little bit uh, this week. I've got my graphic I, I created with all the, the characters for Xbox franchises. Fitting, because Mag and I are going to talk a lot about where Xbox is heading and all these partnerships that are going on. Also, I've got <laughs> a scrolling list of topics. So people who, when you're joining the show... And thank you for being here. Hit the like button. Um, you know, my producers say I have to say that. They say, you got to tell them to hit the like button, Mag. Yep. You got to say uh, it. Remember, and every 15 minutes, you got to do the weather report, right? So right. it doesn't matter what you're saying. You just have to cut it right off and just be like, and uh, anyway, so uh, Xbox is going to do this and the other thing. Tomorrow's weather is uh, going to be uh, 23 degrees outside. And uh, yeah, we're going to do that too, okay? So that's just part of the gig. Anyways, one other thing I was going to mention, by the way, uh, now that Colt has the scrolling uh, topic list at the bottom, I'm going to have a scumbag scrolling list for everybody who upsets me in the chat. Your names are all going to appear on the scumbag scrolling. Uh, it's going to go across the bottom of the screen. And, and of course, there's no shortage of that in this chat. So it, it's going to be, the list is going to be about this long. Anyways, just joking. We, you guys are we do uh, We do have a very respectable chat, but you're all scumbags and oh. we're so glad you're here. Yeah, I but... love every one of you guys, even the ones that don't like me. You guys are great. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm not like really in the zone all of a sudden. I'm like, wait a minute, I got We're doing a show, but I wanted to talk to you, Mag, as we kind of warm up um, about what's been going on lately. You, you got to meet up again with a Ooh. pretend person in real life, and I and did. I'm jealous. So, like, tell me real quick about what that was like. Well. It was fun. Uh, I got to hook up with uh, Noof Nukem. I'm sure he's going to be in the, in the chats. <laughs> True 77, don't start. Um, the, the show just started, man. Uh, anyways, all joking aside, uh, I got to hook up with Noof Nukem yesterday. We do it about once a year. Well, actually, the last time I saw him was a year and a half ago. He lives in Alberta in central Canada, so it's nowhere close to here. That's still like a four and a half, five hour flight. Uh, over to oh. my end, of, my my neck of the woods, right? But either way, he comes to Niagara Falls every year for a sport, uh, a sports. Um, no, not paraphernalia. Sports equipment. 
Yeah, wet, wet t-shirt contest, obviously. No, he deals in uh, sports equipment, like hockey equipment, baseball equipment, uh, football equipment, that kind of thing, right? Oh, okay. uh, and then sells them to, obviously, to athletes, teams, whatever, organizations. And uh, every year, or twice a year, excuse me, they have a big conference in Niagara Falls. And so, obviously, they fly him out and uh, to do the to do, be part of the conference and whatever else. And Niagara Falls is a two-and-a-half-hour drive for me. Not even. It's just under two hours. So... My wife and I, we we drive over there and we uh, we uh, we hook up and then uh, we go out for dinner and get drunk and have a good time and laugh and joke and uh, make fun of YouTubers behind their backs. <laughs> how much, how long did you guys talk about Rand like while you're at the bar? <laughs> uh, well, he didn't do much talking on Rand. I spoke for about seven hours uh, about my uh, my likes and dislikes <laughs> of Rand. Noob was um, like. <laughs> <sighs> Actually, ironically, Rand never came up in conversation. I'm just kidding, Rand. We never talked about you. And, 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 we, and whenever we do, it's never in a bad way. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we uh, we just hooked up. We talked. Like I said, uh, went out for dinner, had some drinks, did all that kind of stuff. It was great. And then uh, we're going to do that again in the summertime. So uh, in June, we're going to do another uh, meetup in the summer. So, oh, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I've been up to this weekend. Um, other than that... I still got two or three um, um, things to mop up to get that 100% on Dead Island 2. Man, is it ever annoying. There's this one. Let me tell you this one. I'm just going to tell you this one. For anybody what, who's what, completed an, it, you'll know. An achievement or trophy? Yeah, yeah. Achievement slash trophy. Okay. And it's uh, you have to get like all these combat challenges, right? And it's like, you know, kill X amount of zombies with this. Uh, you know, kill X amount of zombies with fire. Blah, 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 blah. One of them, and it's one of your, like, rechargeable, like, throwable weapons, you know, like a grenade or whatever. It's a shuriken, you know, as a ninja star. And you throw three of them. You have to, like, I can't believe how hard this is. You have to sever a limb on three different zombies with the three shuriken that you throw out. Mm, like, you I can't, might, like, you can't. I might have gotten that one by uh, chance. You know what? You, know, like, you would. Okay, you yeah. would. Because I've been at it for, like, two days and I haven't been able to do it. I've been watching these little videos, and they, and you know you know how YouTube videos really. Bother Did you run me? down to the Santa Monica Beach like to try and get that? Because I think that's where I got it, where there's um, yeah, you, a good chunk like, of them. I was gonna say like a good congregation of zombies and stuff, right? Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah and I, I keep getting in there, and I get so close, and I just miss, right? But uh, anyways. It's, uh, it, I'm just working on that. And then other than that, then I'm really looking forward to uh, going to get into Alan Wake 2 this week. And I got to tell you, chat, I don't know if you guys have touched it, but my God, the buzz around this game is something else. Everybody's talking about RoboCop. I I can't believe <laughs> it. Like, everybody's say Alan talking Wake. about Yeah. Well, yeah. they are talking about Alan Wake as well. Um, I'm going to start that this week. So I will have a report by next week as to my progress on Alan Wake and how much I like it and whatever else. Uh, but the other one, I can't ignore it, is RoboCop. Everybody's talking about RoboCop. You look all over social media, everywhere else on YouTube, everybody's playing it. And I'm like, I thought yeah. it was just going to be one of, like, what was the other game they did? Terminator, uh, Terminator, whatever. Mm -hmm. They did a Terminator game. And uh, actually, ironically, Noof played it. I remember he was, he was telling me about it. He goes, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's pretty good. It's like, it's a fun game, but it's the kind of game that you buy for like 20 bucks kind of deal, right? So I assumed RoboCop would be the same. Clearly, that's not the case because everybody's talking about it and everybody's really getting into this RoboCop thing. So I got to check it out. Chat, let me know if you guys have played RoboCop and let me know if you really like it. And, and of course, I'm a huge fan. And who would have thought that RoboCop would do better than the latest Call of Duty, which we'll also talk about. Um, you haven't asked me, Mag, what, what I was doing, oh. but... 
My goodness, I'm Go about to. Me. Come on, ask me. No. Great Gonad. I was about to say Great Gonad. Great Monad, hello. Uh, sorry, he said hi to me in the chat. Mr. Cold Eastwood, what have you been doing during this <laughs> glorious week that we've had? Yeah, looks and me the right- first week of November. He looks me right in the eyes. Uh, I've been dabbling into Alan Wake. and Excellent. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm in, in the second or third main area and I'm lost. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And then I started... I picked up Assassin's Creed Mirage. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just kind of uh, getting into that. But there, there's actually too many games. I also want to get into RoboCop. But I've got some gameplay to show here. I've got like 50 minutes of gameplay that I'm probably just going to put up here while we talk, while we get get rolling. But this weekend, um, or and last weekend, I talked to Jedi Knight Peter. And he got me into this custom forge-made like user made firefight for halo. Let me get this really? thing. Yeah. I think it should be up here in a second for everybody, but we were playing this firefight mode and having a lot of fun with it. And uh, red wolf's in the chat. I got red wolf in there. Uh, we were hanging out and party chat, yelling, singing Creed and Nickelback songs and smash mouth being super annoying, just going crazy because this, um, this custom made firefight, which is not official, obviously is so difficult like it takes like three magazines to get through an elite and it's super sweaty for like a cooperative uh game and i'm the kind of guy who i really haven't touched halo infinite really that much over the past two years and now we're getting these big parties the other night we had 12 of us in one match which is like one of the max numbers you can have in the lobby and we're all just blowing the crap out of the covenant and laughing and having a great time and it's just something mag it's an experience you can't have on any other game. I, I just can't think of another game where you can get 12 people together in a party. You're all on the same map. You're all right. working together and, and getting sweaty in co-op and uh, having a good time laughing your heads off. It's uh, yeah. Rebel says legit. One of the best times I ever had. He told me the next day his, his jaw and face was sore from laughing and, and joking uh, all evening. Sorry if the, if the video is stuttering, it looks like it's stuttering just a little bit, but yeah, that's um, that's not that's not us, by the way. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of YouTubers since Friday. Uh, live streams on YouTube have been wreaking havoc, and it doesn't matter whether you're using Discord, Streamyard, any of those things, no. even Streamlabs, all of them. And we're talking like big, big, big channels, like million plus subscriber channels, uh, and they're they're having a lot of trouble too. So it's not us; it's YouTube. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but they're but they're working on something, and it's it's affecting uh, live streams, but. Um, it's like you had one job, YouTube, but you know, that stuff used to bother me, um, when there's like technical glitches, but you know, I've done almost 125 shows and when things are not working right, I'm like, you guys will forgive me. I mean, I had, I had a really bad glitch where I couldn't get the mics working. It was echoing my voice. Couldn't hear the guests at Paris Lillian and it was so bad. And I was, my face was so red, but the chat was laughing their heads off. (laughs) And, uh, like I remember Red Wolf said, we were having so much fun at your expense. So uh, bring it on, right? So hey. I've got some Halo footage, yeah. and then I think I threw some Batman right. footage in here for absolutely no reason, but I may not keep it there. But Hey, man, um, do you. Can yeah. I ask you a question? Yeah, first go ahead. Of all, I want, actually, I wanted to piggyback off what you are saying about Halo. When, when Halo Infinite first came out and we were doing those uh, those big maps, whatever else, and uh, we would be with like a huge group of the community, and it was just so much fun like being in those chats and the parties. And, and then I remember uh, there was one that... <laughs> Wandering, Wandering Dutch, uh, a shout out to Wandering Dutch. He actually put it on a live stream. We were on YouTube. I had no idea that we were on YouTube, right? 
and I'm just getting blown to smithereens, right? And the flurry of foul language coming out of my mouth and the horrible things that I was saying, right? And then Dutch just goes, he goes, you know, Mac, we're on the air. And I'm like, oh! I'm like, well, good evening, everybody. I did not mean to say that about the nun at the local church. Anyhow, I said some pretty horrible stuff, but let me ask you a question. But it was such a good time, uh, such a great time. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage. I am a monster Assassin's Creed fan. I have, mm-hmm. I've played them all. I've completed them all. I spent thousands of hours in them. This is the only one that I haven't gotten yet, and it's not because I don't want to. I just haven't got to it yet, right? Because I'm still working on the stuff that I've already, you know, that I already started. Yeah. I want to ask you a question. How does it play? I've talked to uh, uh, Mr. Boomstick about it. He loves it. Uh, but, like, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel about the game? Give me, like, a, like a, like a two-minute review of, like, what you think about it. Uh, the combat is so limited, it's probably the weakest Assassin's Creed in a while, but it doesn't mean it sucks. Uh, because in my opinion, the Assassin's Creed games have always been like a solid eight, most almost every uh, release, you know. And yeah, this one just basically has like three or four different combat maneuvers. It doesn't really evolve, uh, from what I've been told from like people from Red and Rand who've played the whole game. But you know, um, I'm still gonna play it. Like it just shines when you're sneaking around and just taking people out piece by piece. I did a main mission where I was supposed to draw out a main person to assassinate him like you used to do in the in the original couple assassin's creed games and oh right. my gosh look at this purple map like we were blown away uh, red let me take a side here red and i were like turning off the hud and go, and like making photo mode type shots pictures while these guys were all playing infinite umbra jedi knight peter uh i think gray monab was there um was holly there i can't remember we had so many people that when people finally left the chat i was like oh yeah i forgot they were in there because there were so many of us talking but we were in photo mode taking pictures of this beautiful purple map and hargate chani was getting so mad he's like you guys in photo mode and then we're just like photo mode photo and we're just being obnoxious um uh, this this was such a great experience. The game got so chaotic mag that it was dropping down to like four frames when stuff was blowing up because users make these maps and they don't get run and certified by three, four, three. So if you just put too much stuff in the map and it can't handle it on the console, it just freaks out. Um, so as far as Sass's Creed, yeah, it's, um, I'm hearing it's like a six and a half. So I can still enjoy a game like that. So I'm going to stick with yeah. it. But anyway, I was going to say, in Assassin's Creed, I was supposed to br- draw out this guy and kill him, but instead I was like painstakingly going out and around this palace and just murking guard by guard by guard until there was almost no guards left. And there was like, uh, <clears throat> sir, you're supposed to go up on that balcony and get the guy. And I was like, oh yeah. And I just threw a knife at him and went up and stabbed him. Dude, so that's, that's, that's how I play. Like I don't go in guns blazing. It doesn't matter what I'm playing. Like I am... I am a huge stand for stealth games. I love stealth games. And I will, like, you know, from your from your Arkham games, uh, especially Arkham Asylum specifically, right? Uh, Arkham games, uh, Last of Us, um, even Days Gone uh, so much. And then, of course, Assassin's Creed and all those other, you know, any other games that, uh, and then back in the day, Splinter Cell, whatever else. And I would just relish in the idea of just looking at an area and saying, okay, you know what? There are eight guys here, whatever, 11 guys, whatever. And then just... Mm-hmm. Say, how am I going to do this? Map it out. Timmy! I see you in the chat there, buddy. Um, and uh, 
So yeah, yeah, so like I would do that and I would just like systematically just I would sit there for hours and hours and hours just trying to figure out how I'm going to take it all this down. So that's that so the fact that you're saying that that is still a, a mechanic that works really well, I'm excited for that because that to me is huge, right? That yeah. is the most important thing for me in the end of the day. It's not open combat. I don't like open combat in uh, Assassin's Creed even in the other games like the uh, the open world RPG ones. Like Odyssey yeah. and uh, and Valhalla and stuff. They were great. I had a great, I love the combat, like, especially like the just feels better like when that. you're just, you know, surgically taking people out and, and not allowing them to, to, to rattle the alarm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, I, I kind of, I've always liked the idea of just going in their stealth and just murking the hell out of every single last person that is on there. Uh, Darth Sanji, uh, he asked me, he says that the mag is that a new picture. Um, I don't know what you're referring to. If you were talking about the one on the wall behind me, no, that, the one uh, over uh, Miss Pac-Man. I don't remember. Oh that no, there. that's my no, that's my Mafia Three. No, that was always there. Oh, okay, that was okay. always there. That's my Mafia Three movie poster. Uh, it came with the deluxe edition of the game. If anybody bought the deluxe edition of Mafia Three, great game, a lot of bugs, but whatever. It was it was still a lot of fun. Anyhow, Mafia Three. Mafia 3? I don't remember bugs. I love that oh, game. Dude, there were so there were such funny. There were so many funny bugs in that game. I remember I was going down to the to the to the swamps and I was dumping a body in the water because there was an achievement for dumping a body in a in a, in a crocodile eating it. Right, so oh, okay. I'd literally be sitting there with this dead body next to me at the dock, and I'm just like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden a crocodile. I'm like, oh, there he is, and I'm picking up the dead body, and I'm dumping it in the water so the crocodile can eat him. Right, I look up, and there's a boat. I'm not kidding. A boat is flying through the air, like we're talking That's like normal. straight out of like, <laughs> yeah. Well, for Thor, sure. Yeah. So, like, I'm just like playing this, and I'm like, why? And I look up and like a hundred feet in the air, there's literally a boat just flying across the sky. And I'm like, oh, must be Odin. But uh, anyways, yeah. So l- great game. Cool. Yeah. We got some things I, to talk I, I, Yeah, we do have a lot to talk about. What I was going to say that I finished the, the last generation right before the Series X came out, f- like doing everything in Mafia 3. Uh, Jedi Knight Peter with a super with an Australian 10 says, had an amazing time playing Halo. And he's going to help me with these names with everyone. Shout out to Colt, Red Wolf, Infinite Umbra, TZ, That Blue Number, Mr. Bushido, Gray Monad, Hargit Chani. And he says, anyone else I missed? Uh, I was talking to Red on the phone today. I love to bug him, you know, because he's like, he's my son. I'm like, son, how are you? Did you do your homework today? And uh, I was like, who are we playing with? And he said that he, he, I don't know, he said somebody was, when they left the party, he's like, oh yeah, they were there too. And I was doing the same thing. Uh, Gaz is in here, who's also in this clip. Uh, Gaz in the chat, what did he say? He says, what's granddad ranting about now? Yeah, you know what, Gaz? Gaz actually put something earlier. He goes, of course, Meg is dumping, uh, talking about dumping bodies. Yes, Gaz, and guess what? (laughs) You're the scumbag lawyer that's going to make sure that I don't get that it doesn't go to court. All right. So I I deal with the damage. I make the mess. You mop it up. That's your job. You got it. All right. Cool. Leave the gun. Take the cannolis and get out of here. Carry on, Colt Eastwood. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um, shout out to Gaz. The 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 next day, I couldn't remember. I did like three sessions of this firefight and the next day Gaz was like hey what are you doing I was like just get on Xbox I got to show you this firefight thing and I'm like trying to figure it out and he's like this you know Gaz says oh bro this is lit oh my gosh and we were like we were going around the wraith and just blasting people and and uh, then he ended up playing <laughs> Halo for like four hours straight that night after I left but I got a couple supers that I missed yesterday Spartan 661 or uh, last Monday thank you for the super that I missed yeah. right when I hit the exit button he says I'd rather play my guitars <laughs> and make some Adobo, uh, 
Oh my gosh, man. We, uh, we went and got some tacos on Saturday that were, they were so good. I was like, I was doing so good. Danny passion fishing with the two says I only hundred percent games that are my all time favorite. And, uh, that's a shout out to Mag, who 100%'s way too many games. Um, yeah, that's, dude, I'm telling you, that's the philosophy from now on. I only buy games that I want, not, not fair weather. They're games that I absolutely want to play and I'm going to enjoy, or at least I know I'm going to enjoy. So I'm very careful of what I purchase. And then I will 100% them so that I can do every single little thing that the developer uh, you know, put in the game so that I can experience every little nuance and nook and cranny and everything that they've they've designed i get to do it so that when i bump into these developers Mm -hmm. or talk to them or whatever i have a lot of them that follow me and talk to them and then i just say hey i got you know the thousand out of a thousand or i got the platinum or i got whatever they love hearing that stuff they love that they're like oh man that's amazing because you know and then some of them actually tell you like it took us three months to work on this or whatever and that and what and it's like we're so glad that you found that and experienced that little nugget or that little easter egg or that little whatever right that's what it's all about man like you're really like deep diving in in the artistry of of, of what they do and that's what i do and so that therefore that's why i haven't even started alan wake or anything else i'm mm-hmm. still mopping up the other stuff then i'll get to alan wake and then eventually i buy it for a dollar <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, RoboCop, right? right RoboCop that. reference. Yeah, shout out to Sean the Breeze. Says my daughter heard your mm, mm, good impression, and she's laughing. That's the uh, the I don't know. He's like a public service uh, or what do you call it? Public uh, public TV chef guy that was like putting ranch dressing on a salad, and it did not look like, very delicious. But um, I forgot what I was going to say. I, I want to talk about a game that's coming just for a minute and we're going to get into topics and thanks everyone for being sure. here. Um, I'm really super excited about, I don't know why, but I'm really excited about avatar Pando- frontier of Pandora, which basically yes. the way I pronounce that sounded weird, but it's sort of a far cry ripoff. And, and in some of the previews, I watched Jack frag and IGN did a early two hour preview and they kind of showed the best of, of what they got to play and something about it. Mag got me really excited to like heavy bows, light bows. I got an LMG. You have free running kind of like dying light Two and mirror's edge where your little blue yep. hands with, with four fingers are like sprinting up tree trunks and doing like super leaps and stuff. And, I don't yeah. know what it is, and it's maybe it's because I was the only one that loved the Avatar, James Cameron Avatar from the Xbox 360 and PS3 era. It was like a 65 out of 100, 6.5 out of 10, and I loved it. And I played played it all the way through, basically almost 100%. Yeah. It. I don't know. I, I just said a lot, but do you care about this game? Have you looked at the previous chat? Let me know if you looked at the previews while Mag uh, gives his two cents. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I, I watched um, a Skill Up. I'm a big fan of Skill Up on YouTube, and I, I really, really yeah. uh, appreciate his reviews because, my goodness, this is not the kind of guy. I'm, I don't know if you guys watch Skill Up, but, I mean, he's got almost a million subs. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure they, you bumped yeah, him at some point. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, I appreciate his attention to detail. This guy knows what he's talking about when he does a review, right? Or even a preview, for that matter. He doesn't just go in there, yeah, yeah, game's awesome or game sucks. Yeah, go buy it, don't buy it, this and that, whatever. And then, you know, and then just call it a day. Thanks for giving me the code, blah, blah. No, this guy goes into a like just like a university level, <laughs> like, 
like you know essay paper of like how this game works what all the all the little different things that all the different mechanics how this does how this does how this affects that how this affects this these decisions you made blah blah anyways he had a preview that uh, he flew out to somewhere in europe or whatever and he played uh, avatar he really liked it um, okay. He said there are a couple of things that he would like to see that uh, they, they put in the final build, which I think he said he suspects they will. Um, but as it stands, he said it's it's excellent. It's not as Far Cry-ish as you think. Yeah, he said yeah you I feel the think same. That. Yeah, he said you would think that, he goes, but it actually isn't. He goes, it's actually much deeper than that and whatever. And he said it's a great game. He's really looking forward to it. It's one of his most anticipated. Uh, it wasn't even on my list of most anticipated until I started seeing more of it. Now, I yeah. do have some ties with Ubisoft, which I can't get into. But when the more I see the game and whatever else, it just gets me more and more hyped. Uh, the other thing Skillup talked about is that it's. he said it's probably one of the most beautiful games he's ever seen. He said mm-hmm. the graphics and the, the immersion in the world are some of the most stunning visuals you've ever seen, which, of course, adds to the immersion, right? Because, I mean, if you feel like you're there, then that, you know, then that helps, uh, you know, being part of that world. And uh, he said specifically, I think, the jungle uh, world. I think there's three different regions that you can play in. And he says the, uh, the jungle one, he says, it looks like it's straight out of the goddamn movie. He said, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like, it's like got the nighttime bioluminescent stuff. And I, I'm right yeah. there with the, with you and skill up on that, where if if a game looks really, really cool, like you just walk around and look at it and go into photo mode. Uh, but yeah, it looks, I don't know what it is. Like it's part of it. it. Meg, it's not like it's that last generation open world type game that we've always kind of liked that there's just something about me that's drawn to that. Like yep. it's what gets me to play Mirage when I'm feeling frustrated with Alan Wake's like uh, Metroidvania type stuff where he's like, Oh, I can't go that way. Guess I'll go look at the cork board. <laughs> well, the cork board doesn't tell me anything. And then I'm like, ah, I'm not in the mood for this right now. Like, I just want to live in a world. I want to be there. I want to go around and kind of do my yeah. own organic thing. But I, that's, I just wanted to say, sounds like you and I are excited for Avatar. I haven't really I'm seen the chat. It looks cool. It looks cool. And the other thing, the other thing is, too, is that uh, they said there's a, that um, uh, it's co-op, right? So you get to play it with a friend. Yeah. So that's it. That's a huge bonus that you can have just like the Far Cry games, you know, like Far Cry. I think that Far Cry 5, was that the one that was that takes place in the southern US like sort of in the countryside with the uh with the religious uh oh, yeah, the, the, that's the religious such a great game. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> with the religious I played, nut, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't remember if that was five. Yeah, that was five. So I, I think I put in like 150 to 200 hours into that game with my wife and we just just went nuts. You know what I mean? I'd be like, all right, I'll be right there, honey. And I'd pull up in a Jeep and she jumps in and we're just blowing things up and having a great time. It, it was just so good. And now that we now that we have a chance to do that in the world of Pandora, I'm even more excited. So I can't wait to get into it. Can't wait to play some co-op in that game. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. So I'm really excited for that game. And that's that will be the last game of the year, I believe, before we uh, you know start setting our sights into 2024, right? Yeah, there's um, there is a rumor. There was a rumor that was kiboshed today that Baldur's Gate three is coming to Xbox on December sixth, and one of the lead communicators or the lead directors at Lorian Studios for Baldur's Gate said, "This is news to me," and had like nine thousand yeah, likes. Funny, this, how funny was that? They're like, "Yeah, it's coming in 2024." Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, "Hi, I made the game, <laughs> and I'm finding out about this." No, that's not how. Yeah, and he said yeah. we're trying to make it the best it can be on Xbox, which I immediately translate into we're making sure it runs the way it's supposed to on Series S. So 
Um, yeah, that's one of the topic lists, but there isn't much to say other than, uh, I guess I should ask the audience, like, are you more excited? Actually, that would be a funny poll. Um, let me, I'm like, what tab am I on? Let me ask the audience, uh, cause a slight majority are saying they're not excited about avatar, but oh. this will be a, this, which is fine. Hey, more for us. Right. So <laughs> w- which are you most excited for? So if you're wondering what we're talking about on the show, I've got this new ticker tape at the bottom that gives you an idea of some of the major topic lists that Maggie and I are going to talk about. So you kind of know what you're in for today. We're going to, we have a good show and, um, which are you most excited for? I ask, and I'll say Baldur's Gate. I'm not going to write this stuff perfectly because we're live here on a show or I'll just say Avatar. I keep writing Avatar, 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 start the poll. There it is. Um, Let's see. Here we are. Uh, Sith Lord, who's been channeling over 12 months, messaging me like in the middle of the night. I, I like first thing when I wake up to feed my dogs, Sith Lord has a excited for the show uh, DM, which is really, really super cool. He says, good yep. evening, Colton. AI mag. All mag wants for Christmas is to be a real boy and bring joy to all the ponies across the land. I am a real boy. Although occasionally I'm made out of wood. <clears throat> Carry on, Cold Eastwood. Red Wolf says, let's get this ding-dang show on the ding-dang road. Yes, let's get well, into the topics. Lot, that's a lot of foul language there, sir. Please calm yourself. <laughs> that's something that Red and I say. I always, I'll always, i text him. I say, man, it's been a ding-dang day. And he'll say, it's been a ding-dang day for me, too. Uh, KJORS85 is, has been a channel member for 11 months. He says a little hello. And Dar Sanji with the 18-month uh Tenure, there's the word. He says, Cole Eastwood, Halo is amazing, and we had super fun that night. He's another one that was in the chat that there was so much going on that I couldn't even clock everybody. Infinite Umbra goes, photo mode, which is an old uh, meme we'll get into. <laughs> All right, so let me set the show since I haven't quite done that. Um, we're going to talk about, let's, well, shoot, I had this on here. Let me just get your thoughts really quick. Love it or hate it. Daylight savings. Go, Mag. Doesn't really bother me. Um, for someone oh. who sleeps as lightly, someone who sleeps as lightly as I do, um, it doesn't really make a difference. Like my, like I, I always had issues sleeping to begin with because I, I wake up at least two, three, four times a night to either go to the bathroom or get a drink of water because I'm always dehydrated. Uh, it's just, it's just a thing, and uh, so it never really bothered me. I only I'm sleep like opposite. a couple hours a time. Well, see, the funny thing is, is I wake that- up and I'm like peeing. I don't know how to, yeah. how to what's the motion for peeing? Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> well, I can't show you on this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why does the sound you have to be, see- it doesn't sound like that. Anyway. Yeah, um, well, wow. we'll get into that I in another even, show, I think. I, I can't even say half the things I was about to say. I had like nine jokes lined up, but I'm like, well, you're going to get demonetized. But hey, you know what it is. And I'm not David Jaffe. I'm not going to come out with the, you know, F words and C words and everything else. Yeah, he, Anyhow. He yeah, he is something. He's hilarious. So you don't you um, don't mind you don't mind daylight savings. I hate it. No, nah, it doesn't affect me. Doesn't affect me. And like I said, I and then when I had my kids, um, them waking up every three hours literally had no effect on me because I was up every three hours anyway. So it didn't it didn't do anything. So daylight savings doesn't like I don't wake up and all of a sudden I'm like, I, I do not know where I am anymore. I'm an hour different. You know, it's it's doesn't affect me at all. Don't you have so, dogs or don't you have a no, dog I have or anything? Cat. No, I have cats. Oh, I have two yeah, cats don't I have care. Two cats. 
Cast my dog okay. woke me up at four and he's like, it's 5 a.m. I'm like, no, it isn't. <laughs> well, that's the same thing with kids too, right? Because kids will wake up when they normally wake up because of their you know biological clock. It's not like they're sitting there going, oh, it's daylight savings. I better sleep an extra hour. That's not how it works. Same thing with pets. However, I have two Sphinx cats that couldn't, I mean, they love us and they, you know, they, 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 they stay close because they always want to be warm. They don't really care. So yeah, it's a non-issue. But either way, do we have any gaming stuff to talk about? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. But other than daylight savings? <laughs> Next thing I want to talk about is buttered sausage. No. I, I want to talk about want, buttered sausage. Let's I, I, talk about buttered sausage. What is it do? I'm, what is it looking for? Why does it get out of my face? We'll talk about buttered sausage. Let's talk about Call of Duty Everyone is super pissed. This game got a four out of 10 from IGN. No one can see past IGN's incredible review of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. There's been a lot of talk about it. I have a very different opinion. Risk it for the biscuit. Had a very uh, emblazoned rant in his car on the way to work. He's on his way to the gas station to get, or the petrol station, to get some kind of doodles. Um, yeah, people are really mad. And bef- before I give my opinion, Meg, how are you feeling about, there's a lot to unpack here. How are you feeling about Call of Duty's campaign reception and IGN, uh, especially? I, IG, listen, IGN could do whatever they want. That doesn't affect my life. Like they, they can, they can give everything three out of tens for all I care. It literally does not phase me. Um, that, and, and I just look at that. What, the thing is what I look at, and this is what I did, the day that their review came out, and this was where I wanted to see what the community was saying. So I put out a tweet, and I said, Hi, community. Can you tell me, from your perspective, how the game is? I struggled to find anybody that said that the campaign was good. Okay. And like the, mo- the best I got was it was okay at best, right? And, then I, and I had hundreds of responses. Right. And yes, I did go through all of them because I was sitting there reading. I was just in bed and scrolling through and reading them. And I'm just like, okay, like, so this thing is not good. It doesn't mean that it's a four, but who am I to say what, what, what someone else's number is going to be? Right. So, you know, I could say it's a nine, you could say it's a two. I'd be like, all right, dude, that you do you, I'll do me, whatever. Um, but the thing is, it's being backed up by the players and I'm talking to the players. I'm speaking because I, okay. I don't care. I'm not, you know, IGN gets paid for what they do. That's fine. I don't want to listen to that. I want to listen to the people in the trenches. I want to listen to the people like, like the people in our chat right now. I want to listen to those people because those are the ones who turn the game on and are playing it, paying their hard earned money for it. Not, you know, IGN or GameSpot or Eurogamer or whatever else. And all those other guys who get their codes for free. These are the people that give their hard-earned money for the game. I want to hear what they got to say. And what I got from them is that it's not good. That, okay. That's all. And so I, I haven't played it myself, um, but I struggle to want to have to pay like over $110 for this game if it's not great because my big thing is, yes, I play the multiplayer. Yes, I'm actually pretty damn good. Uh, I love zombies mode. I love the zombies mode. 
But I don't know what's going on with those. All I know, but the thing is, the campaign is where I spend the majority of my time. What I like to do is I go in and I play it on normal so I can mm-hmm. enjoy the story. I, I, I can enjoy the story, whatever else. Then I go back and play it on veteran so I can get all the achievements for that. And then I go and then I and then I do the mop up achievements for each level. Like, you know, uh, finish whatever, finish the Jeep sequence in like 38 seconds or less or whatever, blah, 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 right? Uh, kill five guys with one grenade and da, 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 da. So I like, I go back and do all those and mop up all those achievements. And then when I'm done all that, I'll go and play the multiplayer and then I play zombies because I, I, I adore zombies and I love playing multiplayer with people in the community, whatever else. However, this is not a great start. So when you've got a campaign where I like to spend the majority of like at least... I would say about 25 hours in the campaign because usually the campaigns are about five to seven hours, give or take, whatever. And I'll go back multiple times to do it, right? Jeez. And well, and you think about a veteran, you're not finishing that in five or seven, five to seven hours. Veteran will take you double that because two bullets and you're dead, right? You die a lot. So it takes a lot longer to go through it again the next time. That's a lot of wartime quotes, you know, to to be reading blood blood screen. Yeah, Um, the blood screen. So I've always I, liked the campaigns. Like I always thought they were like the little Michael Bay experience, but I'm always glad when they're done for the most part. I'm like, okay, I finished this year's call of duty. That was cool. Uh, I'd never thought about going back and replaying them for achievements. Um, because I feel like those big set piece moments were already spoiled the first time around. But, um, one of the problems with call of duty, Modern warfare three is two weeks after Xbox acquired Activision officially, truly owns them. This is 100% a first party release game for Xbox game studios by all technicalities. And when I said that people got angry because they're like, Xbox had nothing to do with this, which has always been kind of the, the yin and the yang of the argument. Like Xbox had nothing to do with Redfall; It was already in the work. They didn't make Starfield; It was already in the works. You know, people pick and choose what belongs to Xbox, which is according to their narrative. But when it releases under their watch, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is an Xbox game, and so it will bring down their overall score. The problem with with IGN is some of these outlets have decided to review the campaign and the multiplayer completely separate. So the campaign gets a 4, and then they'll give the multiplayer a 6.5 or something. And a lot of Xbox fans are angry that this is a new narrative that they have to push out that that banner that Xbox cannot get a high score now that it belongs to Xbox now that Xbox's name is attached to it the Call of Duty campaign is going to get a four when people are saying it was a really good campaign I also talked to two semi-prominent YouTube game reviewers that said it's the worst campaign they've done in a long time but they both said, I don't even really think it's a, it's a four. It's kind of a six or a seven even. And I'm like, what? And I've heard people say it's really great, but I've also heard all the people that you've heard mag that say, yeah, this, yeah. this is not a good, this is not a good call of duty campaign. And I would stand here. Not, I've not played it. I have not even loaded it up. I have it installed. I haven't even bothered. Cause we're, you know, we talked in the beginning of the show, how busy we are with other games. Sure. I am totally okay with saying I haven't played it, but from what I've heard from the masses, it's not a good game. And yeah, if you're going to see fours, too. fives, and six, that's yeah. fine. Now, Risk It makes a good point among all of his like uh, all of his other things he was saying. The one thing I could really resonate with him is he says, okay, this statement I'm about to say 
it, there's not a definitive proof to it, but I agree to it. Okay. Risk it said fours are normally reserved for broken buggy and unplayable games. And I would agree with him, but that number means nothing to anyone but yourself. But I would think that most of us would think they gave call of duty, modern warfare three, a four because it was so broken and so horrid and so unenjoyable that you just can't even play it. And I, I have a hard time believing a four is rational, but it's their review. Who cares? It's IGN's, it's IGN's number, and you and I are in the same camp. What, oh, IGN gave it a four. All through that, you and I were like, we didn't talk this week, right? But I was no, like, but great. They, no, okay, we did, they gave it a four. Talk. The day that I think I did send you a message, I think that, that day that the, the, the review came out. Oh no, we talked. We talked on Twitter. Sorry, we didn't talk privately. Yeah, uh, we 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 came in contact on Twitter at some point. Um, the thing is, what ignoring the numbers and everything else, right? My problem is, even if you give the game a five or a six or a seven, what I got from it is that if IGN gives it, I'm like, okay, it's a four. They're saying it's bad. That's mm -hmm. why I reached out to ask the community to see what they think. I'm like, okay, well, you don't just do that because it's on Xbox or whatever, right? Or they, you know, they're, they're upset at this and that and whatever. Oh, they're, they're not, they're unhappy with the, you know, the, uh, the acquisition. Therefore, they're going to give the games a bad thing. So that's right. why I asked the community. I said, listen, yeah. guys, gals, everybody, what do you guys think about the game? And like I said, it was a resounding dud across the board. Everybody was like, it's not very good. It's not good. I heard some people say, it's okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. At the end of the day, I'm sorry, but the game is like 105 or 106 dollars. Not 110, excuse me. It's 105 or 106. It's full price. It's full price. Okay. Yeah. That's all you I'm say. not going to pay 105, 106 dollars Canadian and Australian and and in in Europe, U.S. You guys are paying what uh, 70? So yes, because of the, because of the dollar. Um, yeah. I'm not going to pay that for an okay experience or a not so great experience. That's ridiculous, right? So I'm not buying the game. I'm not buying Call of Duty. I'm not going to spend a hundred plus dollars on a mediocre experience. That's stupid. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay. That and, and let's say one aspect of it is great. Let's say the multiplayer is awesome. But now I'm hearing they're just recycling a whole bunch of maps from uh, Modern Warfare Two, and they're doing some, uh, you know, upgrades to already existing maps. And then they're saying that zombies is basically just uh, zombies in the war zone map that already exists. And I'm like. They use. They, okay. I heard they even used some areas from the Warzone map, and like, it was very clear, according to a friend of mine that finished the game, that they used portions of the Warzone map. They threw together and they just kind of phoned in a lot of stuff, and they were under the gun. I think what happened is Activision said, "Look, we're about to be bought. Let's get one more game out and earn a little bit of money before we, before we're sold off." And you saw the same thing with act with Zenimax and Bethesda. They they pumped out Wolfenstein Youngblood, Fallout seventy six, and then they were working on Redfall to try and get some games as a service revenue out the door to boost up the value proposition to be sure, purchased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ended up going the other way around, and uh, Xbox got them for cheaper than they probably would have before. But um, sure. Uh yeah. Ghost GDL in the chat here says he goes feels like DLC. Well, actually, I'm glad you said that. You know why? Because earlier in the year, they did say that there was no Call of Duty coming this year. They literally said it was just going to be a DLC expansion to Modern Warfare 2. They were taking a year off, and then they were going to release another mainline yep. uh, Call of Duty in 2024. Then all of a sudden, out of magic, 
like a month later, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, it's a full, it's going to be a full price to campaign. We're doing actually a full game. And I'm like, how did that turnaround happen so quickly? That doesn't make any sense. It just yeah. immediately, I knew they were, they were completely full of crap at that point. When and I I'm heard just like, they oh. were going to ex- take, they were going to take the shift from DLC to a full release. Like immediately right. that was the red flags. And- Welcome, yeah, uh, Power Man 4K, who became a channel member. I snuck in the Xbox Series X icon that I saw on Twitter that the official Xbox account, or whatever you call it, is using, and I just threw it into. Uh, you used to get the Joanna Dark picture, I think, when you start when you join the channel membership, but I changed it to a Series X that actually Xbox drew. The rest I drew, but I thought, hey, they're kind of cool looking. So now you can tell if you see somebody with a Series X channel membership badge that they just joined. So welcome, uh, Power Man. Um, you know that's early access to videos. Like when I put up a video, I put it out at like ten, eleven o'clock at night the night before, and you can check it out and you can make a comment and say, Colt's ugly. Somebody, somebody like tr- tried to make an insult right before the show went up. And I was like, oh, I recognize that guy. He, he hates Gaz and um, he's probably not a very happy I mean, person. I mean, who, who, who doesn't though? I mean, you know, it's Gaz here. Uh, the thing is, you know, the, the, the thing is actually, and by the way, thanks you for, thank you for joining the channel. I got to say that if you get to the top tier, that's when you get the keys to the OnlyFans channel that uh, Colt and I have been uh, starting up. So you get to see all of that. It's actually a lot of fun. It's a lot um, of pictures of two bare feet touching or crossing yeah, toes. Just, just some true. high quality stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's all AI generated as well. We're going to talk about AI as well sure. today, which is a, kind of an interesting conversation. Before we do, since we're talking about Activision Blizzard, I I stayed, I, I sat down to watch the BlizzCon keynote um, two-hour live stream on my day off on Friday. Um, somebody in the community was like very, very sure that they were going to reveal the Odyssey survival MMO game from Blizzard, which would be a big deal. Uh, we would find out if it would be exclusive. It never got shown at all. And you and I both talked about it. Remember that? Like, a, yeah. was it last week or the week before? It was last week because was, we were looking in four or five days was going to be BlizzCon when we talked at the end of the show. Um, yeah. Was there anything memorable for you? Because there's a lot of Blizzard games that I haven't grown up on. Like the I'm not Warcraft a Blizzard. going to talk about. Yeah, I'm not really much of a Blizzard guy. Uh, I, I, I played Diablo 3 at some point. Um, and then, uh, mm-hmm. and then I think there was, and then of course I'm, I was going to play Diablo four, but Diablo four came out at a time where I had a bunch of stuff that you remember, like in the, in the, in the spring, we had a bunch of great releases come out. And so Diablo four came out like a week after all those great spring releases. There was like final fantasy 16, resident evil four remake, dead Island two. They all came oh, out yeah. at the same time. For Diablo and then 4, all of a yeah. sudden, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like a week later, Diablo four came out. I'm like, uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'll put that on the back burner. And then what is like that all year? It's been like that all year. It's like uh, the year of back burner games. Right. But then the funny thing is then all of a sudden Microsoft acquired ABK and I'm like, well, now I'm definitely not buying it because they're going to put it in the service at some point. Then I'll play Diablo four. And the other thing is by the time it gets into the service, it'll has, have at least a year of community notes, patches, performance uh, you know performance patches and everything else right and and, uh, yeah. and quality of life things that'll be put in the game that the game will be 10 times better by the time it goes into uh, in, into the game pass subscription right so I'm like okay I'll wait I'll wait like for example Alan Wake 2 uh, that's another one they released that patch that fixed uh, did, did you hear about this 200 plus glitches and issues were fixed in the last patch 
And I'm oh, like, oh yeah, the first patch I got, insane. the first patch I got for Alan Wake still didn't fix the audio desync issues when you go into a cutscene. You know, they were their voice was way ahead of their mouth moving. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard. About, I heard. Gosh, about that, that yeah. game looks so terrible in performance mode. But when I go to quality mode, I can't stand the juttering camera. Uh, yeah. ah, such a bummer that the well, consoles are really thinking, getting pushed. They're, they're, they're working, they're working on it still. Like, so like by the time I get to Alan Wake, it'll be patched. It'll be patched to hell. And so like everything, all those little like uh, d- issues and details or whatever. Again, I'm not a beta tester. So like the, the way that I see the games these days, <laughs> right? Think about it, man. Think about it. All these games that keep coming out, whoever plays it on launch is basically a beta tester because yeah. Every game that comes out, when was the last game that came out? And the funny thing is, if you think about it, Sony, who used to be famous for releasing damn near perfect games, right, have been releasing games that just aren't finished. I mean, well, they're finished, but I mean, they're, that they're, they have issues, right? Like your Spider-Man yeah, and then Avengers. It's getting worse. Right? Sony has done like, a better job of, of releasing games oh, that they are... Were, yeah, way better than anybody else. Well, actually, you know, excuse me, Nintendo as well. Uh, but Nintendo's games are far more simplistic. Uh, so, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of moving parts, but not as many moving parts as, like, let's say, an Alan Wake 2 or a Spider-Man 2. You know, mm-hmm. put that up against Animal Crossing. Are you kidding me? I can run Animal Crossing on on, yeah. a, on a Tamagotchi, for Christ's sake. So, the, the, yeah. the thing is, at the end of the day, is like they, they, they were known for releasing absolutely perfect polished games. or uh, Except for, uh, what, the only one that I saw from last generation that was a problem was Days Gone. Other than that, the other ones were all damn near perfect. I didn't say perfect, so don't get excited, folks. Um, but near perfect. But look at them now. Now you're playing. Whoever plays in the first month, you're basically a beta tester. <laughs> yeah, and that goes right? into when we're going to talk about AI because there's a lot yeah, that might yeah. be supplemented or fixed. Um, I mean, we went off topic, but the BlizzCon stuff. Oh, the yeah, only right. thing that really came out of it was some quotes that showed up over the past day or so where Mikey Barra said, quote, games plan coming to console before acquisition. Um, they're asking specifically like, where is world of Warcraft or these other games? Like, can you bring those to console? And Mikey Barra said that they've been planning on doing that before. He goes, now that we're with Microsoft and Xbox, it, it's definitely something that they've been planning for a while. And now they can facilitate that. He says the creative independence opening to create single, they are open to creating single player, non-live service experiences, like true single player blizzard games. He says, that's what I really mean. When I talk about the new era of possibilities of empowerment, serving players even better than we ever have. And Phil Spencer also said that he wants blizzard to become more like the independent studio. It once was, and it goes against um, everybody saying that Xbox responsible for Activision and Modern Warfare 3 being a failure when they are, they've said over and over that they want those studios to do what they do without any interference from Xbox. I think Xbox just needs to be able to stand up there and say, can we do some QA, QC? Can we look at, see, make sure things are working the way they're supposed to? Um, today we got an announcement that uh, Xbox made a partnership with in-world AI. And this is different from what we saw last week with PlayStation. You said they had partnered with an AI company to do AI solutions. Basically, this is a full on AI content creation tool. Did you read into this mag, this yes, in-world uh, partnership? Yep. Yeah, there's my issues here. 
uh, when it comes to all this. I'm going to blanket statement this just to keep it very simple. Uh, I do have a lot of thoughts on it, but it's, it's going to be hard to sort of express everything that I'm thinking about and feeling until I absorb all this information properly. However, I'll give you my overall view. And my overall view is this. The more that you put in, a, uh, put in AI, yes, it will benefit the customer in terms of being able to get the product out quicker, for example, right? They'll be able to problem solve a lot quicker. They'd be able to like, you know, patch things a lot quicker, be able to move the product along, uh, uh, finish animations, uh, be able to do, um, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, like the, you know, like the visual concepts and stuff like that before the game's even released. The and image being able generation, to do those, yeah, concept art. Yeah, yeah, concept art and everything else. They'll be able to do that in like seconds. Right, so it will cut years off of development time. So any, you know, so if you got a game that takes five or six years, which is already borderline lunacy, right? It'll cut it down to like three to four, right? Maybe even yeah. three and a half, whatever, right? It's like some kind of a happy medium. However, the problem with that is that every time that you that you uh, implement AI, someone's losing a job. So remember that someone's losing a job now. There's a counter argument there, and the counter argument is, well, you go to the grocery store, and there's 25 cashiers, right? Like, uh, whatever, and there's only one person working, and there's 24 empty ones, and then what do they got going off? The self-checkout. It's all AI. They took yeah. all those jobs away, right? So there's that, too. Uh, the other thing is... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply is that um give me oh, sorry give me one second here colt okay uh i was going to actually pop up a couple of images here um i was sorry. doing yeah i was doing some ai generation some guy was uh, th this can be a really touchy touchy subject because um yeah yeah ai can quite literally reduce jobs and mag set that up really that, well when he said you got concept artists that spend a month on a on some concept art. You know, if they do three pieces, uh, the the director will say, "Look, we're we're trying to do this, you know, retro future type world that in our game, and we need like I need buildings that look like they're futuristic, but they let's say you're concepting Fallout, but they kind of look like they're stuck in the '50s, but everything's futuristic. Or I need a steampunk world like." And an artist will build this stuff and they'll take a month to do a couple of drawings. And I can do that with the right words and the right descriptors in 30 to 60 seconds. And this could be a job that needs to go away. Matt Booty also talked two years ago about how they really want to lean into AI to do bug testing, play testing. So they spend thousands of hours of people time, you know. Uh, of labor time of people playing and bugging and breaking and pushing the limits right. of a game, yeah. making sure you can't hop over a fence and fast track a quest. And they could have AI sit and do that when they go to bed at night. And again, though, saw, Colt, that's yeah. a job. That's a, a job. job. That's, that's, that's six to 12 jobs that those people will no longer have. Now we do have to face facts that 
people are going to continue to lose jobs as technology gets better yes. and gets more efficient. Cars are being made without people. Yes. Uh, you know, grocery stores, it's all checkout now. I went to, uh, I know you guys got like a few down there, but obviously, you know, Tim Hortons up here is obviously much bigger than uh, up here, you know, in, in Starbucks or whatever else. So Tim Hortons, you walk into Tim Hortons coffee shop and I walked in the one near my house and they've got a giant screen that, that greets you when you walk in the door. And it says, really? please place your orders here. There's nobody at the cashier anymore. So they don't even have a kit. But you know what? That's also because they keep raising minimum wage. And the company's like, we're not paying this for people, like, for these jobs. It's crazy now. They just yeah. keep rate every year. It goes up a dollar, dollar fifty, another dollar, another dollar. And they're like, forget it. So they'd rather invest in the computer system. So you walk in there, you press the thing, you press your order, you go up and you pick it up. So there's, there's, no, there's not even a cashier anymore. So you pay right there on the screen. And so the thing is that, that it's wild at the end of the day is that when AI gets implemented in video games, sure, the customer is going to benefit from it. And sure, the company is certainly going to benefit from it because they're not paying all these people We're 25 going to benefit bucks an from hour. It. I mean, you and I but can posture like the good job. and the bad of it because um, in, my, in my regular job i i do graphics and do production and stuff and some of the stuff i do not much of it but but could be done with the assistance of ai or could be done by ai right and so i i have a right to be concerned about my future job or people that i work with but you're right the reality is as technology moves up like this is always going to happen the other thing is us as gaming fans it's taking five to six years for games to be created. And if you can, if you could cut a year of the development time by having AI do bug testing, QA, QC, because what it'll do is it'll do most of the work. And then you have very few instead of dozens of people check that work and do some manual, manual labor on that and make sure everything looks good. I saw a video today where they fully implemented an AI companion in Skyrim. I'll paint the picture for you because if you go sure. watch the guy's video, it will drive you insane. This YouTuber, I wanted to... Normally, I could be a good person. I wanted to slap him across my, my OLED TV. But what he did was he installed this AI uh, companion. Like, you know, like when you go to White... All of you who play Skyrim, when you go to White Run, you pick up Lydia and she's like, I was sworn to bear your burdens. And you offload all your gear... And in her backpack so that you can make a bunch <laughs> of money. Right. So yeah. he asked the AI companion, whose name was Hirika, Harika, Harika was her name. And, uh, he says, Hey, Harika, can you carry my, my items without complaining that like Lydia does? And she goes, Oh, and she names him by his name character, which he wrote in the, in the game. So it reads it. The cool thing about this AI is it was happening so fast. It wasn't a 10 second reply. Like when I'm in my car and I say, uh, Hey, Google, my phone will listen to me. If I say the real thing, <laughs> what's the weather today? And, and it goes, Oh, uh, yes. The weather is, is 31 <laughs> degrees. Right? So yeah, he was yeah. like, Hey, Hey, Herica, will you carry, carry my items without complaining? She goes, Oh, uh, I, I assume you're being funny. My name is Harika. It's pronounced Harika. And he kept calling her Harika. And she said, my name's not Erica. It's Harika. And then he would ask her questions like, where did you come from? And the, it would look back. The AI would look back and give her a backstory. And he could just talk to her about whatever. He even made a joke about, uh, I got 
I got, uh, I was, what's the stupid thing about it? I used to be a warrior, but I took an arrow to the knee and she goes, ha ha ha. using the old tired joke about, uh, the arrow to the knee. And he asked her a question. Oh, should I steal? He goes, Hey, Erica, should I steal this horse? Like he's in the headset playing it on PC and it's just picking it up in the mic. And she's replying back as fast as a normal person. As, like it was as almost if you and like, I are doing this podcast, <laughs> except Basically, more entertaining. Yeah. Um, she was responding as what? quickly as if somebody yeah. was on the inter- other end of the internet pretending to be AI. It was that fast. And he said, should I steal this horse? And she said, well, why don't you go on foot? You'll get better exercise and you'll get to see the countryside. And she said, actually, I'm partial to unicorns and our horses. And he, and he goes, Herica, are there unicorns in Skyrim? She goes, well, there are if you mod it. And he thought it was funny that she broke the fourth wall. But wow. this is just a look into what... They could do with games that take six years, six yeah. plus years to games. Like how much could you shave off if you're doing concept art? You, um, I know I'm talking a lot, Meg. There's a lot to say about no, this, no. but imagine you hire a great voice actor to, to voice act a character. And he does all these super important mainline voice dialogues. And then you imprint the rest. Like if Troy yeah. Baker does the voice of, of Jimmy, the warrior, you can ask him questions that are off script and he'll answer them voice printed which will sound just like him but it will work within the parameters of the ai and your programming it could really change open world rpgs in a way that we've never imagined sure but i also like to throw caution to the wind that people have to be careful that this is the beginning of what's going to eventually it's 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 what i like to call Back like five years ago, six years ago, when they started implementing that stuff, and like, and like I said, like the self checkouts and everything on stores, and people were like directing me to those areas. No, no, don't come here. Just go over there and do over there. And I literally said to one person, I said, "You, you, you realize you're literally the company is training you to talk yourself out of a job." And actually, I wanted to mention something here in the chat here. LS in the chat says, he goes, also this, um, where, did, where, where the hell did he say? Oh, he goes, this partnership by the looks of it isn't about replacing jobs, but as a tool that devs have an option to use. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, very You're well absolutely said. absolutely 100% correct. However, never underestimate the nefarity of a corporation. When it comes to that, when they realize that they don't have to pay a voice actor or don't have to pay a developer to do all this extra work, they will trim the fat, mark my words. And you're already seeing it happen now. After the pandemic, Microsoft slashed 16 or however many thousand jobs. 10,000 uh, jobs or something. 10,000, I think yeah. more than that. And then and Apple did the same thing and Google did the same thing. Thousands and thousands and thousands of redundant jobs that were replaced by AI technology. Don't think that that's not going to happen in the gaming world because the corporation doesn't care about you. They care about making money. And what they will do is if they don't have to pay the voice actor five grand to be able to do those lines, they can get the bloody AI to do it for them for free. Not for free, excuse me, for the but but at least for the um the 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 initial sort of you know, uh, upfront payment they had to do for the technology, like the investment. Excuse me. I couldn't think of the damn word. Yeah, or whatever they pay to have access to super fast servers that do this and well, they're doing and, they're doing and their what own you're now. saying, it's not it's not like evil mustache twirling studios oh. that are going to be doing this because uh, a few months ago that blue number my wife and dante moody and i went to the paramount movie studio tour and yeah. they do this guided tour and they show you how everything works behind the scenes and 
it ruined movie making for me in a way I wasn't expecting because I realized that this, the studio lot is a work complex and they treat everything, every little detail as an expense. And when the, the actors are there, they have to be there at a certain time and everything costs a certain amount of money. They'll go and record something in the back by a propane tank because it's it'll save them money. It's all yep. about making yep. the most money with the least yep. amount of investment put in. And game stores are exactly that, right? And what have they been complaining about, Colt? What have they been complaining about? Both Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo have been complaining about. The increasing about- costs of unsustainable Thank AAA you. games. Thank you very much. Playing right into the hands. They're literally setting you up. By the way, the chat, you guys are absolutely hilarious. You guys have to read <laughs> all the things about Mag being an AI, being replaced by AI. Mag yeah. should be my Siri voice. Guys, you guys are so... I'm trying to that, have like... I would love that. Uh, uh, that would be I'm hilarious. I'm trying to have like an actual conversation with you, and I can't because I look at the chat and I can't start laughing. They're like, Meg is probably AI by now. Uh, I mean, AI isn't far you off. I saw a video where a guy was singing a song in his truck, and he bumped something on his phone, and, and the Google Assistant came up, and he yelled, Mother effing Google blank, blank, blank. And then as he was turning his truck, the Google's, you don't have to be so rude. Yeah, like, exactly, right? Oh, and guess what's next, kids? God. Yeah, th- isn't that wild? Skynet. Thank you. They're going to become self-aware. They're going to see the threat. They're going to launch their missiles. Then the other ones are going to launch their missiles. And then Schwarzenegger is going to be standing there at my door, okay? And then he's going to be going, Sarakana. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm a dude. And it's like, well, how do I know that? It's 2023. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. But anyways, and then I get shot. It's not anyway, even that. The first thing they do is they, they put us through, like, sausage grinders and turn us into fuel. That's going to be, like, the worst part as we get, like, loaded into or- the... Uh, into the machine exactly or else we're going to be batteries like the matrix is going to be naked colt and naked mag in our little pods we're going to get flushed out Sucking and my all thumb. Of a sudden, yeah exactly lawrence yeah. fishburne's going to save me obviously being the uh you know uh, being the uh the chosen one and uh all that and then uh, that's it yeah so but this you know is the barring, all the, barring all the doom and gloom like <laughs> i can be excited about an interactive sure um npcs like it could be really yeah. cool um it will be I'm also really excited about if it cuts game time down and, and you know, some guy kind of yelled at me on, on social media today about how I said I was, cons- I, I have a right to be concerned about people's jobs, but still I, I don't, I don't I guess I, I have to add that to the end of the sentence that obviously it's going to happen. I mean, those of you who are here watching, thank you for being here. I know it's kind of a weird show and we're talking about AI, but a lot of you grew no, up no, no. This in is the eighties and nineties. Right. And we watched technology like my tech our technology being uh something this big playing our music with double a batteries in it uh, a yeah. mechanical device and now it's like it's on the cloud and things have gotten really great but meg yeah, and i yeah. were talking off the air a couple weeks ago and i said oh my walmart we don't have any checkout people like it's yep. it's one big bullpen full of an array of self checkouts. I don't think there's a single conveyor belt. And, uh, I, I think it was you that said you guys have a few in your Walmart by you. Uh, uh well, they're, they're renovating a new one. Uh, and they're, so they're, they're creating like a flagship superstore near my house. And it's going to be the full, like technologically advanced Walmart. And it's going to be the most technologically advanced Walmart in Canada, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be this whole thing where eventually you don't even have to scan you just actually bring the stuff through and it actually reads it right through a bag. 
something you could just walk out the door and it automatically charge like almost like like Star Trek or something. They, they they just charge credits. You walk out of the store. You know what I mean? Or actually, no, excuse me. Star Trek doesn't have currency. But uh, you know, one of these uh, different. Um, yes, by the way, Froggy T. Right, this is a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas mug. It is tis the season. Um, oh, nice. But yeah. Nice. Anyway, the thing is, absolutely. This is something, not now, it may not be now, and it will be something that will actually be beneficial, be like, oh man, they did all this really cool implementation, whatever. Look at Hollywood. Uh, you know, let, any, let, me, let me find out any writer is not completely full of crap that they don't use chat GPT for a lot of their scripts to help bulk up like their ideas, right? Or maybe they get ideas from chat GPT, uh, I can't even say it, GPT. And they put the ideas out there. You know, the AI spits out a bunch of stuff, and then they take that stuff, and then they correlate like a script out of it, and they work with it. And, you know, the, the AI is not good enough to write a script. You still need the human element. But don't think for one second that they aren't using it for those purposes as well. Now, I had, it's I had my friend who pays for ChatGPT. I said, hey, can you ask ChatGPT to write me an, a video script on Unreal Engine 5 running on Xbox Series X? And he goes, sure. okay. And I, I, maybe I told this story a couple weeks ago, but I'll cut to the best part was it, the, the script, it said, I cannot write you a video, but I can write a script for you. And it said, hello, I'm Cole Eastwood. Welcome to the channel. Today, we're going to talk about Unreal Engine 5 running on Xbox Series X. And then it started with the topic. It was like super cheesy the way of a younger YouTuber to do it. It's like, sure, yeah. we're, we're no strangers to blah, blah, blah. Like, I, was so sick. I mean, it was even more cheesy than I am. <laughs> excuse me i'm gonna put um some images up on the screen i just need a second because um being ai put these images up in a, in a slightly different format i'm gonna put Mendoza, these up on the screen Go ai ahead. cannot replicate me at all it's logically impossible you're correct you know why because i'm too unpredictable one minute i say this one minute, the computer can never figure out what i'm about to say next so you're absolutely right there um i wanted to say one, one <laughs> excuse thing me here yeah go ahead is, it's going to be the kind of thing where what's what's eventually going to happen, and this is going to, like I said, it's going to benefit the customer. It's going to benefit the company, but not the people. Is that that's my bottom line here? Is that that's where I was going to wrap it up and just say, listen, you know, they're going to cut development times for AAA big bangers down to three years, but they're going to do it with half the staff, right? So yeah. overall, they're going to be making more money. And the other thing is too, let's also face it: don't think that Microsoft specifically, and they've been pushing for this for 20 plus years of going all digital, which is what they've wanted from the beginning. You go back and you look at some of those stories about uh, what's his face there, um, um, what's his name, the CEO, the old, uh, the founder of Microsoft, Bill Gates, and yeah. uh, the, about his. Uh, all that kind of stuff about him pushing for that all digital future and everything else, right? Uh, don't think that that's not going to cut costs as well. They don't want to make physical copies anymore. You think they want to do that anymore? They want it out because then they can absolutely manipulate the market to whatever prices they want, how they want, when they want, whenever they want. And then on top of that, having half the staff doing double the work, uh, not double the work, excuse me, uh, having double the, uh, the, the the production time, the speed anyway, and then having half the cost associated with it, this is a dream come true for them. So that's why I'm saying it's wonderful, but be warned that this is not going to end well for a lot of people. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Um, Sorry, I had to get that out before I forgot. No, no, I, I'm glad you did while I was putting this really horrible collage together uh, that's not up to my my normal graphics standards that I want to do, but um, I, I'm going to put up these images and kind of explain to you like what I, how I came about them 
uh, I think it's funny. We'll kind of play a little guessing game here where you can kind of figure out what I'm supposed to be showing here. Um, give me a second here. Because I've been using Bing AI to supplement some of this. You know, when I'm trying to make a thumbnail for a video or for like a game that hasn't truly been shown before, you can write their scriptures based on like what you know about the game. Um, this is going to come in and cover the screen. Okay. So yeah, it's going to cover the screen. So let me make sure that it's up when we get here to when it catches up. So these descriptors I put in were like for Xbox games that are uh, upcoming or in the works. And I'm waiting for it to show up here for on the other the other the other screen here. But what I did was I wrote some words, and if you look at these, you probably know maybe what games I'm trying to talk about when I have these up. So over here on the left, uh, it could be a couple different games, but I wrote like uh, fantasy warrior with a sword overlooking a beautiful mountain valley with a with a with a dragon in the sky above him cinematic lighting, ultra realistic. Okay. And what you'd get is either an avowed or an elder scrolls picture. Now, if it, a concept artist would spend a week building this in painter pro or Photoshop or something like that. So this is crazy. The second one is I wrote, um, 1970s muscle car cop chase with bullets flying in a Mediterranean location. And this, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know what that is, Mag, but this is supposed to be uh, give me an image for contraband. Okay? Sorry that 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 description just made me laugh. Sorry, I, I just that was really funny. It, it, it is. It's funny, funny when you write them, right? Um, it's the funny picture... when you're, with the way you said it. Just sounds so absurd. But yeah, carry on. Right, <laughs> and and then the one on the right that's slightly covered up was like female zombie killer uh, in a post-apocalyptic world. Sorry, uh, this one did like an illustrative style. This could be like Undead Labs, State of K three. Um, and it's part of it's covered up, but the detail is really cool. Of course. And then down at the bottom left, you have, uh, Joanna dark, modern Joanna dark mm. in leather jacket, short red mm. hair, holding a pistol, overlooking a futuristic Egyptian city. <laughs> She's hot as hell in that picture. Oh my Lord in heaven. Sorry. Carry on. Yep. It's funny that if anybody has followed my channel or, or stuff that I've done with go live with game on daily, like, the first time I tried to get this Joanna Dark picture, it was so horrid. It looked like an abomination from the nether regions of hell and, and robotic uh, dystopia that this is so much better. And then, of course, the middle picture is um, blue vault suit holding a rifle, uh, cinematic, whatever. And then the, the last one was a description for South of Midnight. I said a, a female. Hot, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> These girls are hot. These girls yeah, are they're hot. hot, man. I'm gonna go with bottom left and bottom right. Like, <laughs> I am a fan right now of AI. I mean, and let's face it, this is some AI I can get behind. <clears throat> Pause. Anyways, let's carry on with the show. Enough I mean, maybe maybe effects. we need Sorry. AI to kind of supplement the some of the plain characters they've been making. You know, um, Peter Parker doesn't look like he could beat the crap out of anybody. He doesn't look like an amazing hero. Uh, maybe you need AI to make them a little more. I have a little more gusto, but yeah, this is a South of midnight description. looks like there's like a bunny uh, on the, on the uh, dock there, but I think I wrote like Southern swamp standing on a dock. I just described the, the, uh, I described the, how do I turn this off? <laughs> there we're back to us. I was trying to describe the, the trailer. Yeah. I mean, this stuff is really super powerful right now. You can't really make stuff that's in motion that easily. It doesn't really, 
it's not really super amazing, but yeah. it's crazy. Uh, Skill Will says, what AI system? I think for most of those, I use Bing. And I was using Leonardo AI, which is uh, a free browser-based one. And then I found Bing was just so much better. Um, it's really... <laughs> Yeah, Colt, can you put those pictures back up? I'm I'm burning them into my mind. Thank you. Hold on, right there. I'll put them up for a couple of seconds. Wait, what's the button right there? I just I just want I want the Joanna Dark and the South of Midnight girls, please. I, I, uh, you know what? Do me a favor. Make a picture and put them both in the same picture, like just kind of like next to each other. Perhaps <laughs> perhaps playing with each other's hair or something like that. If you can get that done, you know, uh, I, I, will, could, I will put that. Into I could a actually po- query something like that for you. Um, but it's twenty bucks oh, per per I gotta tell you, man, fantasy picture for Mag. Short hair and long braided hair are my two. Th- that's my two things right there. So I mean, I need that in one picture. Make that happen, and then AI can take over the world for all I care. Just keep giving me content like that. Anyways, carry yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> Ten U says, says, give a like. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't asked, but yeah, if you're enjoying the show, I know it's kind of quirky when we're talking about AI. There's kind of some different roads to take talking about it, but hit the like button if you're enjoying the show. We're also on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, on demand. You can listen to the show when you want. You don't have to look at our faces when you get the audio only version. So that, I don't know if that's a bonus. I think it's actually uh, that's a we four are out pretty of 10 handsome without our faces. Yeah, IGN mm-hmm. gave us a four out of ten with no faces. So let's uh, yeah. you know, let's get that. Let's get those numbers back. Those are rookie numbers. Let's get those back. Pump them up. Let's yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Afonso says, uh, "Colt, give us the AI descriptors." Saying cinematic lighting and ultra realistic seem to help, but you got to kind of like what you're picturing. You have to describe it. Like I'll say, like um, something about like the in the background. But yeah, I've made a few of these, and <laughs> the chat's getting crazy. Uh, I, let's I can see, see we, them. They're starting a skill at will. Calm down over there. Yeah. Red Wolf Don't says, uh, "Will Baldur's Gate three on Xbox have cross save from Steam or PC?" I I don't think so, don't, but I'm not I sure what they do. No. I don't know that either. I don't have the answer to that. Um, but you'll find. I guess we could find. Well, I mean, what's what's the only way we can find it? I mean, we could just uh, check it out. Someone in the someone in the chat, look it up. See if there's anything uh, any news on that yet. I mean, I mean, there the are some games little... that are doing this, but it's not a norm yet. Got it. Silver King says, the "PlayStation." Yep. What's that? The PlayStation. I was going to say on the PlayStation side of things, you know, there's not going to be uh, any cross progression between that and Steam. At least I don't think so. So yeah, I would imagine not. maybe between Xbox, maybe between Xbox and PC, I could see, but like Cyberpunk but, but has it, but they they have you scan a QR code, which is pretty cool. Then, oh. but. But yeah, CD Projekt Red's cool. always been about we want you to do what you want to do. There, you know, no, most companies aren't like that. Um, Ubisoft yeah. started to do a little bit of that cross save stuff too. So it is a good question that Red Wolf's asking because it has like happened a little that. bit. Yeah. God Emperor Silver King says Robocop better than Baldur's Gate three, Alan Wake, and Starfield. Oh, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know I already made that joke, but I mean, I think it's I, funny Robocop that there's is no one of my favorite movies of the eighties. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of, I didn't really grow up on the on the movie, but oh, in the game, there's I, no iron sights. It's just like that 45 degree angle, like bang, bang, yeah. bang with that gun. It doesn't matter. That's how RoboCop used to show. Well, I mean, he had the aiming system, right? Where he you could like zoom in like and then just go bam, 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 and then take them all out. But like, yep. man, RoboCop was my thing. I, I know every line of that movie, which of course I can't say half the lines because the best lines are from Clarence Boddicker and uh, every second word of Clarence Boddicker is the F word. So it's uh, it's really funny. But I remember uh, the, um, the, car ju- yeah. 
the car the car theft uh, system early on in the movie, like in one of the opening scenes where the guy sits in the car to steal it and it just electrocutes him live. And I that remember was I was the like, second movie. That was the second that one. Was the, that was the second one. The first one they didn't. They, the goofy ones that they, they had like the goofy um, the commercials and stuff for like some of the toys and things like that. Like they had the nuke game in with it. That was funny. But yeah, no, those games are. I mean, gold games. That movie is amazing. Even who the was second behind one is, those? Who's behind the making of those movies? Was it Paul, Paul Verhoeven? Uh, Paul Verhoeven was is uh, and is he's a genius. The guy did uh, RoboCop. He did uh, Starship Troopers. He did oh. a whole bunch of uh, yeah. He did a whole, like very quirky sci-fi movies that had a lot of social commentary. And uh, I mean, RoboCop is literally just a social commentary about the excess of the '80s and stuff like that, right? So oh, it's just what it. what a great movie. If you watch the uh, if you watch the director's unrated cut, God damn it, is it ever violent? So it's uh, it's really good. But uh, you know, anyways, back to the story. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Dead Time. Bitches, leave. <laughs> and can you fly, Bobby? That's that's one of my. Favorite oh, is that parts another line from it? You, that's yeah. funny because then I don't then I don't really know RoboCop because I don't I only have the well, I'll buy that for a dollar thing stuck in my head from. Uh, you have to you have some homework this week. You got to go also, back and uh, watch. I also extensively played the NES game, which was not a good game, but I couldn't stop playing it. Danny yeah. Passion official, thanks for the two dollars super. He says. I refunded Modern Warfare 3 campaign. It didn't cost me $70 to me, and he still gives it a 6 out of 10. Like, what did he do? He finished it and was able to still get a refund, which is... Well, that's that's crazy because that, that means you rip... Well, the thing is, isn't there a time limit? Like, you can only play the game for X amount of hours, and then they give you the refund? I thought so Xbox to- had the same thing as Steam. It's a three-hour time limit. Man, you'd really have to push hard to get through that in under three. I think three and a half is the... Lowest I've seen, but he did it. Dean Rivera, thank you for the five dollar. He says I've beaten it and it was a solid time. I'd say it's a seven. The quality is there. It took me five hours and it felt on par with other Call of Duty's length. I've also heard all that right. Call of Duty didn't have a lot of big set pieces, or the ones that did didn't really weren't all that memorable. But I mean, sometimes a set. Sometimes I don't often give games a seven, and I've still kind of like seven. So who knows? Power Man 4K. I got him. Uh, Scott Empress King says. Black Ops 4 had no campaign. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, I, I didn't buy that I, one either. IGN gave it an 85, and I don't remember Black Ops 4's multiplayer being particularly amazing. At least no, I don't remember talking about it like they did no, Black sorry, Ops 2. I did. I got a refund on that. Actually, that's funny that, that we that we kind of dovetailed right into that super chat. I did get Black Ops 4 because I kind of fell for the um, the reviews. They're saying, you know what? Even without the campaign, the game is really good. And I hated Oh, that the was the one that, that had the first Battle Royale thing, right? Is that what Black Ops and they 4 had, was? No, and Black Ops 4 was the one where they introduced the operators, where they had, like, those special, um, they had the special, like, power-up moves that, like, you had to build up a meter, and then you could do, like, a special power-up move. Oh, my so gosh. So insanely effing stupid. I hated that game. I, I remember when I called them. It was so funny. Um, what I did is I actually got Black Ops 4, and Battlefield 5 came out the same time. I think, like, within a week of it or something, or, like, within two weeks. And I remember calling uh, my <laughs> called Microsoft, and the lady's like, Hi, thank you for calling Microsoft. Xbox division. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, take this trash 
off my hard drive. I swear to God I said that to her. And then she's like, um, can you be a little more specific? <laughs> and I'm like, Black Ops 4. Like, I, I had to go through the whole spiel. And she gave me the full refund or whatever. And I said, listen, I don't want a refund. Give me Battlefield 5 instead. And I got the deluxe. And, and actually, she was really oh, nice really? about it. And she gave me she gave me the deluxe edition of ba- uh, B- uh, Battlefield 5 for the same price as what I would have gotten for the standard edition for Black Ops 4. So... I ended up getting Battlefield 5, which turned out to be a fantastic game. I absolutely loved that game. I thought it was a great game. But uh, anyways. Yeah, I sorry, remember enjoying the, the, the Battlefield 5 campaign. But uh, God Emperor says Blackout. Like, that was the name of the mode. It was, am I remembering correctly? It was like. Yes, 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 yes. It was, that was it, Sofa King. You're right, dude. Was it like a PUBG ripoff? Was that the first time they did that? Before Warzone was a thing, like. Yes, it was before was Warzone was? was a thing. Yeah, you didn't and drop the, you, in. I uh, who cares? Who cares? No, no you, you still had access to like jeeps and like water vehicles and and helicopters and stuff like that. Yeah. And you were still able to do all that kind of stuff. And it was basically the first. You're right. It was the first iteration of Warzone. So, Ma- Magnum Westward says, "Mag Black Ops Four is first party." Now you take that back. Now that it's first party, <laughs> I'm not taking it back. No, 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 no. I think Microsoft should take that game and bury it out in the backyard and just never speak of it again, okay? It's a dirty mm-hmm. secret that should never be spoken about. God, that game was awful. And you know, like I said, I was so pissed off because the zombie mode was is one of my favorite things. And it was a zombie mode that took place on, a, I think it was on a cruise ship, like a, like, a, like a ghost cruise ship kind of thing. And I'm like, ooh, this sounds good. Garbage. Let me tell you. Garbage. Straight straight trash it was awful probably the worst zombie mode i've ever played was black ops 4 yeah i got rid of that instantly i never regretted it so anyway yeah very faint memories but you know it's like when when everyone's freaking out about a four on call of duty i'm like it's i'm sure it's still gonna sell like crazy i could care less at this point um whatever man i ain't getting it yeah, I'm not paying a hundred bucks for a mediocre experience. Yeah. Highlander 001. Thank you for the five. He says Boeing aircraft are using AI and turning F 16s into autonomous drones. We are doomed. Yep. He's it, not are wrong. They really, I actually, aren't yeah. the F 16s like 1990s era, uh, they're created working, fighter jets. Yeah. What they're doing is they're also going to be, they're looking into it for commercial airlines as well. Uh, this is where it scares me because what, I don't F 16 for commercial airline. Welcome to the F 16 airline. <laughs> we can take one passenger. <laughs> well, at least I can get to Florida in six minutes. <laughs> I'll be like, "Hey, I'm coming down to Florida," and I'll be like, "Okay, how long are you gonna be there?" I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> told you I'm coming down um, to. Yeah, I told you. With the parachute, yeah. yeah. Um, no, they're talking about putting AI as as um as as an as a, an accompaniment to like the human whatever to the human like pilots or whatever else so what they do is that the ai is going to be sort of monitoring what the what the human element is doing what the human pilots are doing and okay. but here's the thing that scares the crap out of me okay this is what scares me what they said was they said that if the pilot makes a move or the computer the ai decides that you're doing something that that could be dangerous or could be harmful to the plane or the passengers it will take over and make a correction so that there is there, so that, so that you know you you keep everything safe and sound or whatever else. But what if it like misinterprets what, uh, what a correction requires or whatever else, right? What if it's right. what if it sees you do something right, but all of a sudden for whatever reason, maybe there's a glitch, maybe there's something, and it decides that you're doing something incorrect and decides to course correct, and then could you know I don't even want to get into it because I I'm, like I said I'm terrified of flying. I don't need any more reason to be afraid. 
but yeah, there's things like that. And now they're talking about the, you know, the, 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 the military applications of it as well. Right. That's scary because that's like we said, half an hour ago, that's where Skynet comes into play because if it determines a threat or what it determines a threat, not the humans determining what a threat is. What if they, they say, this is a direct threat. We're going to act. That terrifies me. And that's, and I mean, that's cars are doing that right now, Meg. That's I mean, that's my true. car can do it. I, I have Teslas, dude. I have Teslas and Teslas not only drive themselves, they change lanes without you. Like if yeah. you're driving and you want to maintain a certain speed, let's say you want to, uh, you want to go a hundred, hundred miles an hour, right? And you're driving a hundred miles and you want to maintain a hundred miles. It will literally watch all the different cars around you, check their speeds and their trajectories and then say calculating and it will start moving in and out of other lanes at a frightening speed, by the way, I'd like to add, um, of the way it moves from like one lane to the other lane and keeps you going at, at maintaining that same speed. It's Jeez. bloody terrifying. And the thing is, you're right. If your car starts to drift, the car will pull you back into your lane, right? If you yeah. have like that, if you have that, uh, that tech. And that's a little bit, I mean, it's okay for like a little bit, but like, you know, not in an airplane, you know what yeah. I mean? I don't want I mean, them going, the, oh, what's this guy doing? And then, like, turn the plane this The way. airplanes like, have been flying for us since, like, the 70s or something. Since the, yeah, since the not, movie Airplane, the little inflatable guy. Yeah, That's right. That's right. The inflatable guy. But the thing is, it's not. it was never making decisions. Yeah. It was just right. basically a more advanced. It was basically more a more advanced version of cruise control. Even though I know the takeoff and landing are also... Uh, mostly guided by the computer, but at the yeah. end of the day, there's still the human element there. The AI in this case would be making the actual decisions if it determines that there's something that may be wrong in their, from their perspective. That is terrifying to me. True 77 says, y'all see the video of the guy driving his Tesla through a cemetery and the Tesla detects pedestrians, AKA ghosts outside of the vehicle. What? I can't do it. Right I don't now. need that in my life. I don't need that in my <laughs> life. Yes, Chris, crispy bomb. I'm not ranting. Okay, I'm not ranting. I'm just we're just we're talking about the terror, the terrifying, uh, the terrifying realities of AI. But anyways, yeah. And I mean, then of course, ghosts outside of Teslas, which I really don't need when I'm driving at five in the morning and it's pitch black outside. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. It. When I think of like the application for video games. Um, you know, of course I worry about people losing their jobs, but there's so much stuff that I think we could celebrate that isn't like ghosts outside your car or, or something taking over for you. But one of the complaints about Starfield was the procedurally generated stuff and AI is really mostly going to be used for procedural generation in games. The problem is when like, let's say Bethesda is building Starfield and they're like, okay, we're going to have procedurally generated planets and here's the parameters and the computer will do everything based on these parameters and we'll get this cultivated content like we would yeah. expect. Maybe the AI can take that many steps further and go, look, you don't just get the bare minimum. Like this planet is this far away from the sun. So it has to be cold. It's this big. So it has to have this, um, gravity, like it could actually build something a little more fleshed out because one of the cool things about AI is it can make decisions, but it also has a bit of a, it can also kind of mimic personality and creativity. And I, a lot of experts say that we're not going to see the level of interactivity and creativity in this 
console generation that we'll see the beginning of it. They'll take baby steps. And then next generation, when we get the next set of consoles and next generation of games that we may start to see things are like, Oh wow. That was, that was all AI doing that. And we're like, yeah, this is where we are. But the AI technology is moving so fast just this year. I think it was early this year when everyone started putting up AI generated images of themselves for their profile pictures. And my first AI generated generation images were so ridiculous. And now they're cause it's just learning. It's kind of scary, but kind of exciting, but it's a little bit of both. It's like, yeah, it's a little bit of both. It's scary and it's exciting at the same time because the possibilities to be, uh, to utilize it in a positive way are there. But like I said, when it comes to money, and corporations, there's nothing positive about it. They, it will all be utilized for nefarious reasons. It'll be utilized by shadow governments. It'll be utilized by our government. Jeez. It's already being used by our government. Our governments are using it right now. Uh, and then the corporations are going to do the same. We're basically just going to become, I mean, we're already lemmings in, in a certain way. But, I mean, we're going to be even more so. We're just going to be cattle at some point. Because the corporations are going to run everything with AI without the human element. Right, and then that's and that's that's going to be eventually the future. We're like, what are we going to be at that point? Pets? We're basically going to be pets. You know, somebody said in the chat earlier, like, what do you guys think about YouTube and and AI? Like, there's AI generated videos where uh, the voiceover is done by AI. You got you know, disembodied voice. Like before, when I before I was on camera, like it was all on the mic. AI can do that. Like if you tell it to make a video, the voiceover will be like today we were to talk about foot fungus and hot dogs. And there's, um, I watch a lot of sci-fi stuff and there's these sci-fi channels that talk about different things going on in the universe or, or astrology things or whatever. I don't even know if that's the right word, whatever. But I watched a video where guys like I work really hard to create science-based videos about what's going on in the universe. And he said, here's all these channels that I've been finding that are basically created by someone who is guiding them with AI. Like, all right, I need to make a channel. It'll make the thumbnails for them. It'll make the videos. Um, every, <laughs> I guess everything we're doing could eventually be replaced by procedurally generated uh, algorithms Absolutely. and AI, but hundred percent. I mean, YouTube <laughs> is not even run by a human. YouTube is run by a program, a program. Try and call YouTube when you have a problem. <laughs> Like they have yeah. handlers. Like if you're big enough, you have a handler. But yeah. like if you're not big enough to have a handler, you ain't talking to nobody. You are literally talking to a computer program. They decide what you want to watch. They decide what algorithms go through and which ones don't go through. If you talk about certain dates, they won't they 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 will pull you out of the algorithm because they're trying to all funnel you into whatever direction they want you to go, whether it's political, whether it's religious, whether it's whatever. And they decide what you get to see by, like I said, by funneling you in that direction. You couldn't even say the words January 6th last year without getting banned. You couldn't say the word COVID two years ago when you got demonetized. You tell me who's in control. It sure as hell ain't us. And, and that's where AI is going to take us. And that's why you got to be careful, man. You got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah, still call me it's Scooter. A lot of it fun, was but... it was Kyle Hill, I think. He's amazing. He looks like Thor. He looks like um, uh, Chris Hemsworth. 
and he's oh he's so talented his videos are so good i think it was him yeah. that did a video about all these ai generated um channels on youtube that that cover science and things like that while you were talking i was trying to mouth every word you were saying um i gotta watch go back <laughs> <laughs> and check that because I was pretty accurate because I knew what you were going to say when you're going to say it because you are an AI generated machine. Um, I, I, I want to get the chat involved for a minute. Um, all right. So pay attention chat. Are they chat or are they just bots? They <laughs> hold on. I only see one real person there and it's Snoop Newcomb. Okay guys, it's I want Snoop you to Newcomb. do something for Meg and I, we're going to keep an eye on the chat here. I want you to tell us what you do for your job and keep it, in a in a I don't know in a, safely like where you don't not specific, but tell us like what kind of work you do for your job, and I want us all to kind of give an idea. Science Thor, I love it. I want us to kind of think about what we do for our jobs, and if it's a possibility in the in the next few years, if your job could be eased out by a robot or a or a um, an AI software program. And before we start. Uh, as you're starting to write that, I got to ask you, Meg, you work, yes. you spent a good yes. chunk of your adulthood working in a kitchen, running yes. the, a crazy, um, environment where you are, your hands, your mind, your planning and everything that, and the creativity that comes into working in a kitchen. I should let you say yep. this, but is it a possibility, Meg, that a couple of great chefs could be replaced by machinery powered by AI to run a kitchen back room at some point. Yes. And then what, what the, the, the actual people that will, would, would be working at that point would basically just be like the low, lowest of the level lemmings at that point where you're basically just production stuff where you're, where you're just piecing something together and, and just, well, even then, even that could all be replaced because even now, like if you look at now, like for example, a lot of the like food production and things like that, even in bigger places like your donut, like even like a chain donut stores and things like that. Like I said, the Tim Hortons, uh, I can't remember you guys. I got Dunkin' Donuts down there and all that kind of stuff, right? They used to make, mm -hmm. they used to have a chef, they used to have a pastry chef that used to come in and make all that stuff, right? They would come in and make the donuts at like four in the morning. So when you came in at like seven, everything was fresh. That doesn't happen anymore. Now machines yeah. make everything. And then they come already pre-par-baked on trays where the people that work there literally take the tray and put it in the, uh, put it into a pre-programmed um, um, pre oven and just press the button. When it beeps, you pull it out and the donuts are ready. And that's it. So they're taking away all those jobs already as we speak. They're already taking away a lot of those production things. They, they, they could build sandwiches. They could build burgers. They could do all that stuff. It is very simple for them to do. Now, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm in that I'm in that category because yeah. there's always going to be a market for what I do. I don't really cook as much anymore. Now I do more of the office work, the administrative uh, stuff, you know, being a senior yeah. executive, all that kind of stuff in hospitality is a lot different. However, that being said, my job could go away as well, uh, well, eventually, because then, you know what, a program could be able to do par stock orderings for all the buildings that I operate and things like that. They yeah. know how much milk we go through because they look at the trends, right? They say, okay, well, it trends that they buy whatever, 500,000 gallons of milk a month per building or whatever. Right? I'm just pulling out a number. Mm -hmm. And then they could just they could just average that. The AI computer can average all those things and take away my job too. Because then no longer do I have to budget. No longer would I be the one sitting there going, oh man, I only got a thousand bucks left here. Um, you know, I spent twenty five, twenty six thousand dollars on this one building in one month in food or whatever. 
The computer could do it for me. The AI program will be able to do it and never be over budget. They they can they, you know what I mean? So there's always something that they, they can figure out, and that that will take away my job too eventually. Not in the near future. But yeah. the beauty is because as the chat would love to point out that I'm an old man, <laughs> that like I'll be retiring yeah. at some point um in the you know, within the next decade I'll be retiring. So by the time it becomes a problem, I'm out. And I'll just, you know, look at it and be like, All right, well, I guess that's the next generation's problem. So it yeah, kinda and sucks. I know while you were talking about that, it might be hard to watch the chat. A lot of people were talking about where they work. Uh, there was a couple that, that stood out to me. Um, and I would like to say their names uh, to give them, give them the props. But uh, yeah, Sweet Baby Ray says, <clears throat> I'm a software engineer and no. And I'm, you know, I, I don't know a lot about software engineering, but I do know in engineering, you're following a playbook and, and a set parameters of what has to be followed to create something electrical engineer structural engineers civil engineers which is in is is one of the one of the fields that i'm in and i, I work next to civil engineers uh, i uh, there's a civil engineer that was usually in the chat here i don't know if she is right now but your job is to basically look at a book and set of parameters and build and design based on those parameters and follow those rules so that when you make your product it is safe or it is great, or it does what it's supposed to. And it seems like, and I'm not asking you to think out in the future, like when there's these crazy robots that have all this ambidextrous um, things they can do. But I, I talk to doctors and nurses that in my area that they have a, a surgery 2000 robot that does almost everything. And the doctor controls it and it does a lot of it automated. A lot of our jobs I'm seeing, uh, some says I work in IT and there's a lot of stuff since says I work in IT and desktop, desktop support, a lot of his work or he or she, whoever their work is talking to people on the phone and figuring out what they need or what's wrong or, or physically going on site and changing out parts. And some of that can't be done by AI, but as far as updates, sure. Absolutely. Updates or fixes or repairs, uh, in the software side, uh, I heard somebody say here that they're a graphic designer. Oh, Yoda's alive says I'm a chocolatier. Don't know. Maybe. No, I think you're probably pretty good. Uh, chocolatier is not going to be replaced by AI certified financial planner. Partially replaceable. Sure. Says don't call me scooter. Yeah. It's crazy. Isn't it? Um, Red Wolf says Any he's a videographer and a photographer. Like, no, I think, I think that job might not be replaced by AI for a long, long time. There's just some things where just, it's crazy. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. And this is a chat for the question too. Obviously, this is hypothetical, you know, because you guys uh, can't answer me directly unless you're in the chat there, or whatever. But here's the thing: why? And this is a question you have to ask yourself: Why is everybody pushing so hard for AI? That's the question you have to answer yourself. That's the one. That's what you have to look at. Don't look at the benefits. Don't look at the negatives. Try and figure out why they're pushing so hard for AI. They're so enthusiastic about it. Do you think that they're doing it to make your life better? Absolutely effing not. <laughs> Some of it. They good, are doing it. They are doing it 100% to reduce cost and basically getting you out of a job. Uh, at, that, at that point, uh, what's his name here? Uh, Edward Lafferty. Some uh, what, Where the hell did he say it? Anyone thinking that their job is safe from robots and AI simply fooling themselves. He's 100% correct. If you went back 20 years and you said to a GM worker that, or let's like say 30 years, 40 years, that 
computers and robots will build all cars from now on, what would they have said? They would have said, nope, there will have to be humans there because there's a human element to building cars. They need to look at certain things, this and that. Well, guess what? Fast forward to 2023, a lot of the cars are made by, you guessed it, 100% robots. Okay? They've, they find ways around it. There's a reason why all these corporations are pushing so hard for AI. They're pushing hard for AI because they're excited, because they're about to see their costs go way down, because they're going to cut a hell of a lot of your jobs. And that's a fact. And customers won't care. And that's the scary part, because there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, it's just, it's just apathy, basically, at that point. It's just going to be, they, they don't care. Because you know what? If you get a Last of Us every two years... Or a new Gears of War every two years, as opposed to five years, because mm-hmm. AI is being able to push it out the door. Do you think they care about the guys who made it? How many times you go to a restaurant and you think to yourself, man, I wonder if that chef who's been there for 15 hours without a break, do you care about that chef? Probably not. All you care about is that you got your steak. You don't think yeah. about what's going on back Wait, there. You, you don't steak? think about how hard it Well, you know. Yeah, you know, so you know what I mean? Hey, I, like people don't care about that thing. They care about what they I gotta, paid for. I wanted to ask you this. Um, when you used to cook, did you yes. almost never get to hear how great your meals were because there wasn't never. feedback? Very cause, rarely. Because you're like closed off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sappho says, too much politics tonight, Colt. I, I don't feel like this is, I don't even like politics. politics. This is more like the the human element of the things we love. Like, I'm a big music person and, and algorithms and, and technology has been honing and tightening music for the past 20 years. And sometimes you're like, man, this song just sounds really great. Like it just sounds so perfect. And it was a well-written song. This is the reality of Meg, Meg, you said it really well. It, who cares if you get a really great gears game every two years instead of five years. And the, the trade-off is, Hey, AI can slow down, can speed up the process but it still has to be good or you wasted your time and money. So if they can, if they can direct AI to speed up the process while still having that human level of this has to be really good and people have to love it. And that's what you end up shipping. Then we're going to sit back as consumers and go, Hey man, this is a lot better than it was in their 2020s. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, the thing is though, a development team of 200 is now going to be 50. Right. Because I know someone said something about the uh, the Tesla stuff. What I'm getting at, you know, like Tesla's got all the robots building their cars. Japan, a lot of their cars are being made by robots. Yes, of course, there's still humans there and they will still continue to hire humans to be part of it. But high end luxury many. cars or hyper cars are half built by humans. You know, they're right. all. But the yeah. thing is, it's also half the amount of staff, maybe even 75% of the staff is gone. Maybe only 25% of the staff is there. So if they had 5,000 workers, now they only got 1,000. Right. So you still cut. Yes, you still have the human element, but you've lost 4000 jobs. So when this ties in, whoever said a lot of politics tonight, we're not talking politics. We're talking the video game industry because we're talking about, you know, software developers. We're talking about uh, all the, you know, uh, the people who create the engines, who create the artwork, the artists, the voice actors, all those things that go into our video games are all part of this. And yeah, and when I was talking-, talking about the Skyrim thing, like the lady's voice sounded a little bit uh, gated or a little bit. Uh, guided by it had inflection in it, but you could tell that it wasn't a smooth voice talking. It had a little bit of that digital edge on it. Right. And of course we would all rather have uh, somebody like Jennifer Hale deliver those lines 
with meaning and impact and you and you feel like the character's real and if ai i mean because ai is going to be able to do that soon right um because you know ai used to sound like what can i do for you and now it's like hey what can i do for you with yeah. but it's still not quite organic and, and natural sounding <clears throat> but that'll come in time i'm so frustrated with how long it takes games to be made playground games keeps continues to hire people they're up some they have like 300 people at the studio i don't think they necessarily want to have that many people at the studio they're going to get fable finished the next year or so and then they're going to have that big drop off that every office or every creative team has where they've launched their game and now they have all these people working there until the next thing and that's why you see layoffs and i worked for a, a team that hired Half of our office is consultants because at a state job, the consultants, when the project's done, the consultants were said, okay, you're done. And they went and they worked somewhere else. There wasn't this, we have to lay off people because we had to bulk up to deliver a, a huge thing. So the AI implementation is real. And Matt Booty has been asking for this for uh, for a couple of years. I think they've been preparing everybody that this is going to be how the supplementary work gets done. I just hope that it's all really really good so uh let me see if i've got anything else left here i've got uh danny passion official says he didn't finish modern warfare 3 he played about three hours he got that cut off and then got his money back highlander ah, says those f-16s have no pilots they operate yeah, without pilots so they have an empty That's cockpit insane. they fill them up with twinkies and then they drop them off over at my house It'd be amazing they have yeah. cardboard cutouts of people. That'd be really funny. Remember that during COVID when they, when you watch like a sporting event and they had all those cardboard cutouts of people in the crowd like this. Yeah. Yep. Those people are now, those people are now inside the, F what are you going to do with those? Uh, you got to put them in F 16s. They take them out of oh, the stadium the, and they yeah. put them in the planes. Can, can you imagine that like, like a Chinese uh, fighter jet goes up next to him and looks over and goes, those pilots look surprised. They don't look quite normal. What's wrong with them? They're not reacting to us. <laughs> Or it's a Chinese fighter jet and it's got, you know, ran, ran by AI and it's got like a white guy with a mustache flying it. <laughs> or a cardboard the, cutout. They, they something's cardboard not right here. I'm not sure. <laughs> What's that? Like, what do you see? What do you see? Uh, sir, we see F-16s. Uh, it seems like the pilot's eating a hot dog with a Diet Coke. And it's like the cutout from the stadium. He's holding a hot dog and a <laughs> it's like When I played MLB, like the, the back behind the catcher would be like, the uh, the crowd is <laughs> like a kid to be holding a pretzel. It's like this big, and he'd be holding it like it clipped through his hand. He's like waving the pets pretzel around. I'm like, I am not immersed. Uh, this has been a weird show. Um, I was going to talk about Idos Montreal um, really quick. Um, Embracers having problems. They're laying off people, and experts are wondering if Idos Montreal, the team that made. Guardians of the Galaxy and Crystal Dynamics, the team that's partnering with Xbox, are perfect dark it's a lot of peas um if xbox is going to come swoop them up more to hear on that um but yeah it's it's a weird weird news week and there's other things that i was going to talk about but i think we're going to wrap up and um it's been a, it's been a, thank you for putting up with some Dude. of our our nonsense but no 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 this has been a wild show man this is like stuff and listen i know some people be like this and that whatever this is important to talk about now before it becomes a problem. So I actually am 100% on the 
on board with all this stuff, and I think that everybody in the chat should be too. Like, listen, even if you don't want to, whatever, uh, we will get you know we'll get to other stuff too. But you know what? This is important because it's happening in gaming now, and never mind the rest of the world. So it's something important that we should talk about before it becomes an issue. So I'm I'm all in for it. You know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, at least we didn't talk about world events or or talk about you know. No, 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 we're not fungus. doing that. This is still yeah. it still had to do with the gaming industry, and it's an important discussion that needs to happen. So, anyways, Red Wolf's got something for you. Yeah, Red Wolf says, let's close out the uh, show with some ASMR. Um, Mag, what do you have for us from uh, the fine microphone at Mag's house? Uh, well, tonight, um, I just had myself a um, African saffron tea here, and it's, uh, and it's inside my... Um, it's also had some turmeric from uh, Ethiopia as well because uh, a lot of the teas I get are from North Africa because they're actually very good for you and very good for arthritis and for your joints uh, as we are all getting a little bit older. Uh, this mug right here is my Nightmare Before Christmas mug. It's not mine. It's my wife's. And if she finds out that I used it, she's probably going to murder me. Uh, but anyways, Colt, I think it was a wonderful show. Um, as As an AI bot, I just like to be... Uh, Super happy now that now that I'm off the air, I'm going to go back to my normal job as being a Russian sex bot. So, Colt, uh, please um, uh, close out the show. You got anything you'd yeah, like thank to you. say? Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm actually um, really excited to share my carbon fiber drink mug that is also has a uh, plastic straw that is telescoping. This is a great drink. It also houses the very wonderful nectar of the god. It is the water from a mountain cascade. In, in early morning precipitation, also known as Mountain Dew. It's absolutely oh. delicious. It has zero calories, zero sugar, no caffeine, and won't make you fat or insane. Uh, but that's but that's but, a lie because Mountain Dew does make you fat. It, it does, and it's got yellow number five in it, which is uh, it's a great song by Lou Bega. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, we, are, we will be cruising at 34,000 feet. Uh, we have some uh, headwinds coming in at uh, about eleven knots, and uh, we should be landing in. Uh, we should be landing in Detroit uh, momentarily, if uh, the crew would like to take their seats. And uh, thank you for flying with uh, Ma- with uh, Megan Cold Airlines. And uh, don't don't worry if you feel any uh, rough air, as we call it now. We no longer call it turbulence because that's politically incorrect. But yes. uh, don't worry, we have AI flying the plane, which will also <laughs> be doing ChatGPT, and will be generating hot women images for you. Uh, this forthwith, but that will be flying your plane. And, um, the, the drink table is also, uh, is also led by AI. The AI car, AI car will come by and slap you in the thigh. So thank you for everything you guys do. You know, it'd be really funny if the pilot was like, by the way, um, I'm not even on the plane. I'm actually at the airport still at the bar drinking. He goes, I just called in and uh, I just the called in from like, there. AI is, yeah, AI is flying the plane. He's like, I'm he's not like, even uh, on the plane. Uh, AI is flying the plane today. We don't actually know how planes fly, so we've uh, turned it over to the algorithm and the AI because uh, we just they get up there and they just, for some reason, they hold up in the air. We're not quite sure how we do it, but I can't get behind that seat unless I've had a few drinks in me. My name <laughs> is Art Grego, and uh, thank you for flying Swanson Airlines. So, yeah, um, what a crazy show thanks for putting up so i got uh one more super i think uh danny passion official says this was an ai show yeah it was in the thumbnail yeah it's 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 weird it's wacky i could talk about activision blizzard until i'm blue in the face but nothing is really happening right now with activision blizzard and you know that the interviewer from igm is like when are you gonna make some exclusive games on xbox and mike bar is like we literally like the 
I just put the pen down. We just signed the deal. Yeah. Udonic Kazada says, yeah. new Mountain Dew game fuel is back, boys. Nostalgia. Uh, somebody sent me, someone that cares about me very much sent me a link to that, and I should go pick it up so I could have type 7 diabetes. This is the Ecstasy hey. Podcast, episode 124. Thanks for putting up with us, and uh, you guys are amazing. Uh <laughs> Candy with an I, Red Wolf says. Little joke we were talking about today. Candy with an I. You spell with an I? No, she has one I. Her name's Candy. She's oh, got an I right in the center. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think we're going to get out of here. Thanks you got for, one uh, more from Uncle Chowder. One more from Uncle Chowder. Oh, Uncle Chowder, bring it in. He says, much love to you guys. I'm going to rewatch. Keep up the good work. Sad I missed the Thanks, fun. Buddy. Thank you. I'll get the timestamps in when I can. I have a feeling the timestamps are going to be mag talks about arthritis. And then I talk about AI for 47 minutes. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I think, let me make sure that's it. Yeah, we're good. All right. Um, we will see you next week. Uh, hopefully some more news drops in and, uh, we're out. All right. Good night. <laughs>